God our Father, in your presence we come this morning to say thank you that we have woken up and woken up in your presence. Lord, it is our prayer this morning that as I share in your word, that you'll speak to each one of us, Lord, in a voice that is clear, that Lord will be able to hear you this morning and you'll give us a word of your unfailing love, that this word, Lord, will go with us even as we work at today and sit at our desks, oh God, we'll be reminded about your presence in the midst of us. Cover us, Lord, and seal us and open our hearts and our minds to hear your voice. And Lord, I pray that you speak to me and through me because you know all these, your sons and daughters that are seated here. You know them better than I do, Lord. And so, Father, I can never speak to them the word that touches them, but Lord, you can because you can address their hearts through me. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Good morning and praise the Lord. I want to join my brother, Reverend Gerald, to welcome you this morning in this morning glory, and thank you so much for coming. The power of genuine repentance is our message for this morning, the power of genuine repentance. We also are aware of a number of us that are online, and we too welcome them to this morning glory. And we are going to share from the scripture that has been read in chapter 7 of 1 Samuel. Samuel, in chapter 3, um, begins at a point of addressing the children of Israel, and he's saying, if you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, that is a mark of repentance. Repentance is either is coming back to the Lord, is turning around. It is saying sin has happened, but the Lord forgives. The Lord cares. The Lord will not abandon us. And repentance can either be genuine or it can be a routine. There are some people that have become so familiar with God and they begin to take him for granted. They cry uh, when something has happened, but in the actual sense, they don't mean what they are saying. Uh, to understand chapter 7 better, you start from chapter 4. When you start from chapter 4, you realize that the children of Israel, after getting Samuel as their judge, they had gone through a series of issues, and all that happened was because of sin. In chapter 4, they expected God to forgive them before they deal with their sin. They took God for granted in chapter 4. Because of unfaithfulness, they got defeated even in the battle with the Philistines. When you follow that, you realize that God comes in and the battle, um, the Ark of the Covenant is captured, and actually it ends up by Eli and his family, all of them perishing because of the sin of Israel. We know about, um, about Hophin and Phinehas, the children of, uh, of Eli, who misused the sacrifice, who, was, who were children of a high priest, but they misbehaved in the temple of the Lord. They wanted to eat the meat even before it could get ready. And so because of that urge, that greed, 
Eli looked like a parent who had failed to minister to his own children as a high priest. And because of that sin, God's judgment was upon the house of Israel. In the third matter, Yahweh took the matters into his own hands and defeated the Philistines and their gods. And they still brought the Ark of the, the, Ark of the, the, Ark of the Covenant, but they could not deliver it. But so the, the Philistines suffer affliction because of holding the Ark of the Covenant until finally the Ark of the Covenant comes back to Israel. But then, the, again, the priests of Israel, because of the disrespect of the Ark of the Covenant, um, they were judged, and quite a number of them died. And so sin has continued. The children of Israel have been driven because they had never surrendered to God. They have kept struggling. And so later, even when the Ark of the Covenant was released uh, to come in, it ended up in someone's house, in the house of Abinadab. And, and Eliezer, his, uh, his son, was able to be consecrated to take care of the Ark of the Covenant. So it seemed like even the Ark of the Covenant was personalized in someone's place. And so, friends, when you look at the children struggling in positioning the Ark of the Covenant, you realize that they were walking, they were moving, they were doing everything, they were in existence, but they were not in the presence of God. Because the Ark of the Covenant was the representation of the presence of God, which they were not really experiencing at all. And so for many years, for decades, the children of Israel were struggling, and they were living in sin. And the Bible says in chapter 7, verse 3, says, From the day that the ark was lodged at Kiriath Jerim, a long time passed, some 20 years, and all the house of the Israelites lamented after the Lord. It was a long time that the children of Israel recognized enough is enough, we need to return to the Lord. Many times we take too long. Many times we suffer so much. Many times we, we walk, we live a defeated life. And the reason why we live a defeated life is because we take too long to recognize that we are living in sin. The children of Israel took too long to recognize that they were living in sin. Even when they brought the Ark of the Covenant, they kept it for 20 years, not recognizing that actually this Ark is just under someone's roof. And so when they lamented after the Lord, verse 3 and Samuel say to the house of Israel, if you're returning to the Lord with all your heart, if you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, it was a condition you have claimed to return. But now, are you returning with all your heart? Are you confident that you want to seek the Lord? Are you sure that you want the Lord to give you direction? He says, if you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then you put away the foreign gods and the asteroids from among you and direct your heart to the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. And so the people of Israel put away all the bowels and they served the Lord only. 
the foreign gods. You know, it covers a lot of ground because these children of Israel have, ad, have, have adopted other gods besides their God. Yahweh was just like to them a God among others. And so they had adopted this Baal and Asherah, his wife, you know. You know, there is a way in which you get to an area and you think this works, works very quickly for me. And the reason why we adopt some of these gods is that you think it is a quick answer to the problem. You know, these gods, Ashtaroth, was the, the, the storm god, the god of fertility. She was the god of war. She was the god of love. And so the children of Israel thought by adopting to this foreign god of fertility, the god of love, they are going to be loved, the god of war. I believe while they went for war, they bowed before this God and asked God for power to go for war. I can never forget many years ago, a lady in town here who shouted in public after her bag had been stolen. And she said it was stolen together with my God. If you have a God who can be stolen, then you are insecure. You are not safe. Of all the things, she did cry about the money, not about anything in her bag, but was her God. The God that she thought was so protective of her, they stole that God. So I don't know where, whether where that God went, that person was protected, I have no idea. But Samuel is telling them to repent. In this case, he says, return to the Lord. Return with all your heart. Deal with all the wrong systems of belief and practices that go against God's will. The, the systems that harm you, the systems that you thought were going to be protective for you, the systems that you have relied on, the systems that you have felt like this is what, what is necessary for me. Dear friends, many of us have never stopped thinking witchcraft sustains us. Many people have gone to witchcraft. Many people have gone to seek these gods. Many people have been given herbs and pony herbs. Many people have been told to keep this stone here. Many people have been told this will put under the pillow. Many people have been told this one just enter your boss's house and throw it in his drawer. Many people have been told this one put at the entry of the door. When they come, they will jump. Many people have been told so many things, and we serve so many gods. But at the end of the day, you realize that the more you serve these gods, the more you are getting from one, one danger to another. You change goalposts of pain. You live a life which is not sustainable. How you put it here in your business and tomorrow someone has stolen everything from the shop and you're saying, but God, you were here. Your God is so limited. The day you bring that God in your office is the day they serve you the letter and they tell you your job has been terminated and you ask yourself, where is my God? 
And then you go back to the witch doctor and say, what did you do exactly? What did I tell you to do? Huh? I told you when you go, you don't look back. Did you look behind? You know, he will find a reason. You get it? You looked behind. Another one will tell you, oh my goodness, when I give you this medicine, rain does not find you along the way. And then you, what would you have done to the rain? You know, there are so many things. Children of God, we are suffering. We are suffering a lot because of ignorance. We have remained in ignorance. And when you go out there, which doctors are thriving, they are growing from one level to another. They have given them a status. Even in our nation here, Uganda, they have been given a status. And so they have power. When the things turned around, I think the police needed to discover something. And they had to go and bring Mama Fina to make sure that she has ascertains which spirit this one is. So we, we, we need to, to seek the Lord and be able to understand that where we have reached, we have gone too far and we need to return to the Lord. So this is the system that the children of Israel had gone into. They had gone into Baal. They had gone to seek this God of fertility, this God of love, this God of war. And they had this God together with them. And so they walked among these gods thinking that they had set a defense. But unfortunately, they did not have defense until they cried out to the Lord. And so Samuel is telling them that if you are returning to the Lord, you have to deal with all these foreign gods. Take them away. You cannot serve these gods alongside them. your God, Yahweh, because Yahweh is a jealous God. And the children of Israel knew it. So repentance is something that comes from the heart, the very center of our will. Is where you look at yourself and say, you know what? I need a new direction. It has to do with the choice of life that you make a choice to say enough is enough. I must set aside all the things I have been believing in. I must set aside my old life. I must set aside each and every store of my life. I want to seek the Lord. I worked with someone somewhere who hurt my life. And every time I thought about him, it was just so terrible. I, I had a sister who said, for me, I'm going to kill him in cold blood. <laughs> you know, she got her, his picture and cut it in every detail, you know, cutting it. And she said, see, I have slaughtered him in cold blood. <laughs> So I said, well, whatever you are doing, you're just helping me to be more angry. But friends, it was this one day. I was seated and the person who was speaking, it felt like this person was speaking to my heart. This person spoke and he kept speaking and he never stopped leading us in repentance. For one hour, he was insisting someone needed to repent. And that day, I just felt myself, I felt tears flowing out of my eye. And something getting off my heart. And this face of this person appeared in my face. And I said, hey, 
I think I need to break loose today. And the Lord helped me that day. And I went back and I told my sister, actually, you did kill him in cold blood. <laughs> you actually left him with a burden. But today, the Lord has taken care of it. And I felt released. I felt released. And from that day, I started moving forward. Because there was a lot of stagnation. There was a lot of pain. There was a lot of wonder. Why is this person treating me like this? Why am I hurting? Why am I in pain? So friends, if we don't repent, we keep ourselves in a certain prison. You get angry every day. And everyone you share with gets angry with you. And before you know it, you have gathered a group of angry people. You get it. You've seen husbands come from work. Someone has annoyed them. The wife joins. The children join. And you all join. And you become so angry as a family. And you get so stagnated because you are angry. And now I am angry because my husband was hurt. I am angry because my father was hurt. I am angry because my cousin was hurt. And so that group of angry people, may God release us. May God give us the grace to repent, to break loose. Because before you know it, you are forming a clan of people who are angry and you're bringing them into sin. We need to break loose and ask the Lord for repent, to, for forgiveness. And that comes through forgiveness. There are so many idols in our lives, my friends. There are so many idols that we, we feel we can't detach ourselves from these idols. You know, we, you, we live in a crisis and when you turn around, an idol is something that actually holds you captive. And you begin to worship it. You begin to feel this is my corner. You know when you see people stealing, it's just because they are captive somewhere. They are captive in wealth. I must have wealth at all costs. And so whenever you see money, you assume it is yours. And wealth becomes an idol. If it is taking that channel, you feel like following it. You are a captive. You, are, you need to be set free. You, you need to, to, to lose yourself. The social status, it can be an idol and you can worship your social status. That when you arrive, everybody must know you are, you are around. And that causes you to, 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 to just be tied out there. Many of us can come to church, but friends, you are in the church and you're wondering about your alcohol. You, you really worship the bottle. You worship the bottle. You know, one day there was a, a baby that I, I, I looked at and I imagined, I think this is how people can get captive on the bottle. This baby was about two years. I mean, I mean after, when she started talking, she could wake up and think about her bottle of milk. And so when she turned like this, she says, Mommy, bottle. You know? <laughs> she was really, the bottle was her life. Mommy, bottle. She could even put it just there. When she's sleepy, she sips a little bit, just one sip. And she will keep quiet. But when she turns, she says, Mommy, bottle. 
Do you realize that many of us <laughs> that have been captivated by that bottle, when you turn around, it's like you're saying, Mommy, bottle. You just want it. Even if you smell it, it's enough. Captivity. Idolatry. Captivate. Takes us. It, it just takes us. And I was reading somewhere, and someone was saying that an idol could be overeating. You just eat. <laughs> you just eat wherever there is food, you eat. So what is your idol, my sister and brother? What is your idol? The children of Israel were lost in idolatry. And here Samuel calls them for communion repentance. The whole community of Israel is returning to God. How might we need to repent as a community? How might we need to repent as the church of Christ, as the body of Christ? Of recent, the body of Christ is in a crisis. You know, many times you talk about the government is in a crisis, but friends, right now the body of Christ, the church, is in a crisis. We all over, everywhere. The church, the church leader, the bishop, the pastor, the what? Everywhere. There is a crisis that we need to return to the Lord. Of recent, the, the 37 the bishops, all the bishops of the church of Uganda have been taken to court. You get that? So there are so many things. We are in a crisis. We need the communal repentance as the church of Christ. We need the communal repentance as the government of Uganda. What are some of the areas that we need to come together? Not, not counting our status, but bowing before the Lord and saying, God, forgive us. Samuel said to the children of Israel, gather all Israel at Mizipa. You get that? Gather all of them at Mizipa, and I will pray that to the Lord for you. So they gathered at Mizipa and drew water and poured it before the Lord and fasted on that day and said there, we have sinned against the Lord. That is something that we miss. Many times when we gather, we do not gather in one accord. We do not gather in one spirit. We do not gather to say, we have sinned against God. There are certain things that we can deal with as a church. There are certain things we can deal with as a nation. But when we gather, do we all gather in one accord? Do we all gather because we are hurting? Do we all gather because we are in pain? Do we all gather because we know we have sinned? If it is a family and we gather together, do we understand that there is something happening because this family has sinned against God? Do we all gather in one accord and say, God, forgive us? The children of Israel gathered, and Samuel judged the people of Israel at Mizipah. What does this judgment mean? Samuel raised the intercession of, for, of, of, um, for Israel. In, no, he, and Samuel was a part of the repentance. Friends, when we sin, I don't isolate myself as the provost and say, I am praying for them. We together have sinned. We all come together. 
We all lead together. Samuel had to get into the scene of the people. Samuel was part of the repentance and restoration. So Samuel taught them the law again. He taught them God's will. He called them to accountability to practice the law. Samuel said, you are going. We are returning to the Lord. And the Bible says now the Philistines had the people of Israel had gathered at Mizipah. The lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. The Philistines still exercised that dominance over Israel. So they gathered and they knew whether they come, we are going to hit them. And when the people of Israel heard of it, they were afraid of the Philistines. And the people of Israel said to Samuel, do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. They were still afraid, but for this time they knew what to do. They knew what? to do. You can still be afraid but when you have repented when you have broken loose your heart when you have surrendered it to the Lord you now know that I have no other choice. I have no other option. The only option that I have is to return to the Lord. And so they told Moses, please the Philistines are threatening once again but please cry to the Lord for us that he may save us from their hand. They were now broken and had nothing to rely on except God. They called for prayer. And so the Bible says, so Samuel took a nursing lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. And Samuel cried out to the Lord of Israel. And the Lord answered. You know, what do we do when things have failed? Dear children, we go back to the cross, the sacrificial lamb. For Samuel, it was sacrificing the lamb. For us, the lamb has been sacrificed for us. The cross is an open space. We go to the cross of Christ wherever you are, whether in your house, whether along the road, wherever you are, you put your knees down and cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, the Philistines have again come. The war is back, but I'm in your presence. You cry out to the Lord. Praise the Lord. The cross is available. Forgiveness, repentance, and restoration happen at the cross. And so Samuel went and offered, what does this mean now? Where do we get the power in genuine repentance? The Philistines drew near to attack the Israel. But the Lord thundered, hallelujah. This time, the ground has been prepared. Heaven is open for the children of Israel. Where there is repentance, the Lord thunders. The Bible says the Lord thundered with a mighty sound. And that day, the Philistines threw the, 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 against the Philistines and threw them into confusion. And they were defeated. Praise the Lord. Friends, when we repent and return to the Lord, the Lord thunders. And when the Lord thunders, he throws our enemies into confusion. And that is why you hear them, they were actually coming to attack you and they lost the way. 
They laid an ambush, but the Lord thundered and you took another dimension. They were coming to kill you at home, but they failed to open the door. They came and walked around your house and they could not locate the door. The Lord thunders, praise the Lord. We need to return to the Lord. And the men of Israel went out from Mizipah and pursued the Philistines and struck them as far as below Bethkar. Friends, when we repent, God fights. God gives us deliverance. God gives us breakthroughs. He's the man of war. You know, the, the Bible describes God in different ways. He's the man of war. He is the hammer. He is the battle axe. He is the Lion of Judah. You can get so many names of your God as a warrior. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up at Mizpah and Shane and called it, it is named Ebenezer. For he said, till now, the Lord has helped us. Ebenezer means the stone of help. The idea is God has helped by saving them. And so the Philistines were subdued and did not enter the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. Praise the Lord. The hand of the Lord can be upon your family all the days of your life. If you choose to serve the Lord alone. If you choose to submit to the Lord, if you choose to say, Lord, I am helpless, but you are the Lord. In repentance, there is peace. God gave them peace. In repentance, there is restoration. In repentance, there is complete reliance of God. And many times, friends, we want miracles to happen, but the barrier to God's miracle is repentance. If we do not repent, we can pray, we can cut ourselves, we can do everything that we want to do, but many times the miracle will, happen, will not happen. No repentance, no blessing. Many times we have shut our blessings because of the simple word, I am sorry. Because of the simple word, I am returning to you. Because of the simple word, Lord, forgive me. Because of the simple word saying, God, I release this person. God, take over my life. God, I can't do it. Let's learn to surrender to the Lord and receive the true blessing that comes from the Lord. Resistance ties your blessing. And this morning, I want to ask us that we pray. Let's just bow our heads and surrender to the Lord. Is there something in your heart that you are clinging on? You are trying your level best, but you are clinging on to something. Can you surrender that something to the Lord this morning and allow the Lord to take it over? Allow the Lord... Just let the Holy Spirit remind you. It could be a small thing that you've been thinking about. It could be the type of language that you use. And people are so frustrated with the kind of language that you use against them. It could be a mother in the home. And you just find yourself disgusted with everything and you can't put things right. And you are struggling, you are hurting, 
you can't see your breakthrough. And it's because you have sinned, you have not repented, you've not returned to the Lord. Allow the Lord to break you, allow the Lord to surround you, allow the Lord to teach you, allow the Lord to touch that very area. Is there something that is an idol in your life that you have never surrendered to the Lord? What is that idol that you feel without it you can't live? That you feel that is like you are, you are other God. The God you worship is just one among many. Today you need to rest, receive that restoration so that your God, Yahweh, the creator of the universe, who manifested in his son, Jesus Christ, to take over the throne of your heart this morning. Ask him to take over. Just ask the Lord. Break loose your heart and say, God, enough is enough. I just want to trust you today. By the time the children of Israel trusted the Lord, it was over 20 years. I do not know how many years you have suffered under the yoke of sin. How many years you have struggled? For some of us, it could even be 50 years. You are struggling under the yoke of sin. You come to church, but you don't see a breakthrough. You struggle. Yes, you might have the money. You have a, the job, but you don't have joy. There is nothing that you have never... You go home, and the home looks so strange. Because there is something that needs to break loose so that you can receive that peace and joy, that restoration that only God can give. Just open your heart to him and say, God, if there be any barrier that has stopped me from feeling that I am your child, it's like you are in this home, and in this home, you know, you don't know what to do. You can't access the room where your father is. You are standing outside the door and you just can't enter. And you're wondering, God, why is it that I cannot enter? I am struggling. Just surrender to the Lord and say, God, I am your child. Why is it that I've never felt happy? You are not happy. You have no peace of mind. The children of Israel were cut off from their God. There was no joy. There was no peace. There was no restoration. And yet they were near their God, but they could not access their God. Father, we are here this morning. Lord, where we have lost peace because of other gods that we have employed in our lives, where circumstances and situations of God have overtaken us. Lord, we ask that you forgive us. We want to be in your presence. We want to feel you. We want to hear you. We want to walk with you. We want to adore you, Lord. We want to have fellowship with you, Lord. But we are heavily weighed, my Father. Lord, our hearts are heavy. We can't have fellowship. We can't greet some people, Lord. We are heavily weighed. This morning, Lord, we come to you. We want to access your throne, Lord. We are struggling at the gate. We want to enter. <clears throat> Lord, have mercy on us. This morning, Lord, we surrender to you. We turn around, Lord, and we are saying, Lord, come. Let your will be done. Give us grace this morning, Lord. Let us hear the thunder from above that the territories will be broken 
and the enemy will be thrown into confusion that will be able to access the throne of grace. We give you thanks, our God and our Father. We worship you. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. May God bless you.